Okay, I think I lost him. I gotta be quick before the death flags catch up. This is Jacob from that time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga. Our heated adventures overanalyzing manga we find interesting, aka the Overmanga cast. This last week of Spooktober, we read the parody one-shot manga Final Girl by Kokyuji Yu. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I lost the killer back there, which means he should be right behind my- Yep, there he goes! Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to the Overmanga cast in this, our final Spooktober episode of this year. This week, we uh, decided to keep it a little simple with a one-shot, and what a appropriate one-shot for the theme. It's Final Girl. And, uh, I mean, it's a one-shot. We don't usually talk too much about the usual opener question, unless anyone's got a tidbit to share. Uh, I actually uh, do have a bit of a tidbit for this one, funnily enough. This is something that uh, I believe Matt had found it, had uh, stumbled across it, and was like, oh, hey, here's a here's a fun little silly Halloween-themed thing. Um, I didn't think any of anything of it. You know, it's a one-shot, so it was quick and easy to read. And then I noticed there's a particular panel in this uh, manga that I had gotten from a bunch of other friends. No context, just this one panel. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I know the one you're talking about. So I did. It was sort of funny to learn that that's where that comes from. (laughs) I have the context now. It makes less sense. (laughs) It doesn't need to. Yeah. uh, When I said I found this, I mean, I saw it on Reddit where someone had asked for the source of this meme. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes full circle. But yes, uh, we uh, begin with uh, what else could it be but a a BuzzFeed article about uh, top 10 pro tips to survive a horror movie. (laughs) I literally just noticed it has uh, 666 stars or likes or whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. Nothing could possibly go wrong. I can only assume this is some form of BuzzFeed explicitly for Isekai protagonist. (laughs) The the way the title of this article is, is like, find yourself in a horror movie, follow these pro tips to survive. Oh, absolutely. This is completely just um, supposed to be like a parody of those annoying BuzzFeed articles. Those are ubiquitous. Also, uh, you you remember how we were reading Call of the Night and we were like, main character looks kind of generic. This dude is a more generic version of the main character of Call of the Night. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. He doesn't need to be interesting for uh, for for long. (laughs) Well, his his uh, aesthetic doesn't need to be interesting. Yeah, at least uh, because we don't we don't see him for very long. Also, just going through this is a one shot, obviously, but my dude's personality throughout this entire Isekai adventure is an article he read on BuzzFeed. Yes. Nothing else, just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess we can just... I can just skip ahead and mention this. One thing I do like about the protagonist, and, like, this is this is very simple, very basic, but I like the... Uh, I like that, like, you know, he gets into a panic situation and, you know, he's able to, like, you know, take charge and get control of things and, 
you know it's like that's that's sort of a, a really basic really baseline thing for making a uh the protagonist of a story uh endearing but i like how i like how dedicated he was to surviving and um getting everything under control so uh after our main boy who i don't think we get his real name so i'm just gonna call him lampshade kun because of all the lampshade hanging he does yeah say, he's an isekai protagonist we're lucky if they get names <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh Lampshade Kun uh finishes reading his article on what I can only presume is the webpage for whatever company it is that makes the truck kuns that run over other isekai protagonists. <laughs> I mean really. And uh we find that he is uh working uh a graveyard shift at uh, anonymous business 18795. <laughs> As he's finishing up his energy drink break, it's like, hey, can you go get some dinner? The rest of the staff is starving. So he uh, heads over to the convenience store, and I believe it's on the way back. He uh, sees a poster for uh, an 80s slasher flick. How about that? It's almost like he was just reading a BuzzFeed article about this. Poster is uh, is a little downplaying it. This is a billboard on the top of a building for the re-release of an 80s slasher movie. And I'm just like, man, that's that movie. To, to be uh, to be fair, it is uh, the the building it's on is a movie theater, so yeah. it does make sense. But still, it's still yeah. very large for a yeah. release. <laughs> like Eighteenth Day Sacrifice, <laughs> and uh, Lampshade Kun uh, sees this. His uh, vision goes a little blurry, and he collapses. <laughs> just. Dies of a heart attack, I guess. He dies of being overworked or like. I... <laughs> That's the real moral of this. Get an appropriate work life balance. Otherwise, you end up like this. <laughs> uh, doesn't even get a visit from Truck Kun. How sad. Mm hmm. Uh, we 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 get a page of the narration in a movie that wouldn't actually happen. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, this begins with a narrator explaining the movie in a way a trailer would introduce you to it. But uh-huh. this is the movie. This is the movie starting, and it's just like in a world with an evil lake and five. T-. And it's like that's not how the actual movie begins. Yeah. <laughs> Let's begin. A cl- well, it's almost like bumper on uh, like FX or something, you know, just some late night movie marathon to fill a time slot on a TV channel. <laughs> Let's begin a classic from the golden age of slasher horror. You know, the thing about all these 70s horror movies, they start with long panning shots of car rides. We just cut all of that shit. We're <laughs> late night movies. <laughs> <laughs> we have to fit this into 90 minutes. We had to cut out some extraneous stuff. But uh, we have a girl wake up on a bed and uh, immediately begins talking as our protagonist. So there you go. Uh, MC Kun has not only been isekai he's also been uh, transmogrified into a buxom young lass, I guess. A blonde... 18 year old cheerleader, otherwise known as like horror movie, like trope essential. Horror movie fodder. Yeah. Scream queen. Yeah. Scream queen. Yes. That is an actual term. He he gets like a. Well, he wakes up. is like, wait, I'm a girl. Oh, I've got boobs. Wait a minute. What's going on? And he gets like a sword art online, like ID card. <laughs> he gets like a little like electronic data card or some such nonsense. 
Can he? Is he the only one who can see them, though? Yes. I believe so. Throughout, because all of the characters that will inevitably, obviously, be introduced to, they have their own cards, but obviously our protagonist is the only one who can see any of these cards. Either he's the only one that can see them, or everyone else is just really committing to the bit. Or they just don't care. Like, I don't know. What I don't understand is they already introduced the isekai concept of the narrator explaining the movie. So wouldn't it have made more sense for the narrator to introduce the characters, not (laughs) MMO pop-up clip? Like, (laughs) I mean, maybe, but Uh, whatever. (laughs) We're thinking too hard about this. The appropriate... Uh, the, or the relevant stuff is name, summer, data, university cheerleader, Ricky's girlfriend, number of previous partners. 32. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By age 18. She basically just went to a frat party and just run train. Or that's, she hooked up with multiple lacrosse, boys lacrosse teams. That's just impressive, honestly. Gross, but impressive. Uh, it's one of those cases where it's like it would be no judgment if it weren't for the fact you're in a tropey horror movie because uh as established by uh the uh, extremely subtle opener that's a problem Mm -hmm. also for the casual listeners at home that would be three boys lacrosse teams and two for change (laughs) (laughs) well you see the last two were summer hookups oh okay that makes sense that was her that was her down season anyway (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> uh, MC-kun uh, instantly twigs to the fact that, uh, okay, this is bad. I'm in a horror movie, and I am a very pro- I'm not prolific. the purest, purest character. Crap. And I've, I've been reincarnated into a very prolific, uh, a very sexually active character. That's bad in a horror movie universe. And then he's like, okay, so I just need to stay cognizant of what's going on. I need to... Uh, find a way out of this and hey summer sorry to keep you waiting babe let's have sex now as another character walks in yeah her boyfriend ricky who looks shockingly similar to ban from seven deadly sins but we're gonna move past that Uh, (laughs) this is basically a lot of fangirls fantasies so we're just not gonna acknowledge that it's pretty popular I love his uh, little data card because it's uh, Ricky, university football team, Summer's boyfriend, wants to have sex with Summer. That's it. That's all you need. That's his personality. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty accurate. My my one of my favorite groups of two panels is her reading wants to have sex with Summer. Oh, sh- and <laughs> I'm, <the> summer. <laughs> I'm Summer. Wait a minute. Another thing. Um, maybe you guys who follow sports might know this, but if he's a freshman, I'm I'm guessing freshman in college, would he be fully on the football team? It just says he's on the football team. So, yeah, not like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they actually get playtime is what I'm is what I'm getting at. So I'm just like playtime. If if you're going to a school like, you know, it's just going there to train. Mm, Maybe. I don't know how sports ball works. Yeah, me neither. Poor MC Kun is trying to evacuate the situation. Evacuate. <laughs> also, I'm the dude in a woman's body. I don't like this. This is causing a lot of dysphoria. I can't be a part of this right now. I do not consent. <laughs> Ooh, playing oh, hard to get, huh? This is pretty fresh. Yeah, yeah. No, R- R- Ricky yeah. does sound like he's out of a 70s horror movie going like, oh man, she sure is playing hard to get. That's hot. <laughs> 
Man, if you ever want to just watch casual misogyny that everyone's just totally okay with, uh, 70s movies are just a great place to go for that. <laughs> You're not wrong. Thankfully, the imminent sexual assault scene is interrupted by the famous panel we're talking about. The meme of they look to the side and there, under the bed, masked man with machete. I mean, don't you guys all we, I'm just, <laughs> just looking over <laughs> at him? We have Jason Voorhees at home. <laughs> like to, to fully elaborate this masked man with machete underneath the bed is drawn with a level of detail not seen in the rest of this manga like shigaraki's face in uh boku no hero like <laughs> yeah i mean he they can't get away with the fact that uh most of his face is just a blank mask so but like even the blank mask is detailed with like really intricate shading and every single like you know, Crack scratch and... and chip on the mask that, uh, yeah, yep. no, it's, it's, it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But, uh, of course, uh, our love birds, I guess, uh, flip out and the serial killer either flees or trips on a loose blanket. One way or another, he is flung out the window. <laughs> I'm not entirely I sure. I can't tell, but he does make an appearance later on. I think he, I think what it is, is he's, he goes to try to slash them, trips on the blanket, and then chooses to leave. And then just dips. You know what? Screw it. I'm out of here. <laughs> the mood has been ruined. The killer is also a voyeur because he was totally waiting for him to get it on. And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how poor MC couldn't even think that. It's like, yeah, if we'd stayed on that bed, I know what would have happened. To get a little death premonition of uh, the machete coming up through uh, Summer's back. Yep. Uh, and a gloriously gory blood spray. Marvelous. Anyway, so of course this this reflective moment is interrupted by very untimely entrance of, I guess, the rest of their party. Yeah, the rest of the cast and their flashcards. Jeez, I just love their attitude of, geez, we knew you were having sex, but damn it, just keep it down. It calm down and like quiet down already. We're trying to watch a movie. We, we got my boy Wayne, who's the smartest of the five, but looks like he's 40. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I also like how, I, like, like the entire time I'm like, so Wayne's the killer, right? <laughs> He he's got the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses like, oh, my God. Uh, well, he, it's one of those ones where he keeps talking about how he's the smartest one and then keeps making the most monumentally stupid decisions possible, seeing tailor made to kill the rest of them. Uh, I, I love PJ because he is basically what would be in a, like a movie like the stoner of the group. But because this is Japan, they don't go that far as to say he does drugs. They're just like, yeah, he's a goofy prankster. And I'm like, you've made Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, the way that Wayne is drawn, I don't know if the manga kid did this on purpose, but it makes me think about that endless trope of actors who are actually in their like 20s who are playing yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Uh, kids in their teens. Because to be fair, this is an 80s or a 70s or 80s slasher movie. So, yeah, but no, the, I mean, the but the thing is, like, even back then, like they were better about it, I feel. Mm. No, they weren't. Yeah. The a 70s of... was really bad with like, we got this group of kids out there. And it's like, I think we might be watching different movies because I was actually like really um, honored by that because there were a lot of like all the telltale slashers where they actually use teens. And I'm like, this is this is great. It depends on the movie, because the ones that are remembered for being good 
we're good about that sort of thing, but that's the nature of uh, hindsight because uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, not good <laughs> slasher movies from that era. And I guess they didn't make the cut. <laughs> that's why I don't know about them. Indeed. I watch Red Letter Media, so I'm, I'm familiar with the, <laughs> with, the, with the track. But yeah, the uh, other the other fun bit is that we get one of them labeled as uh, final girl. And uh, I love the first line of her like little data card is no, no, uh, no noteworthy personality trait. <laughs> yeah, good old Lucy. <laughs> uh that's mean it's not necessarily inaccurate but it's very very mean hey they say they say noteworthy don't they don't go out like super harsh and say she doesn't have a personality she has one just very milk toast yeah, I, mean, I mean drywall has a personality too i guess like <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Lucy is the final girl, and so uh, MC Kun is immediately like, wait a minute, you're the one that survives. I need to, I'm, I'm going to, like, I, I'm going to, like, glue myself to you. We are not out of each other's sight. You will get me out of here alive. <laughs> and then uh, because she has now been like, well, I got to stick with Lucy, um, for some reason is then taken away by PJ, who's just like, hey, hey. Man, you know, it'd be totally cool if I put on this mask that looks identical to the killers so I could pretend to be the killer and really scare everyone. That'd be messed up, right? Yes. Yes, it would. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be extremely messed up. And like grabs him by the shirt collar, presses him against the wall. That's why you're not going to do that. <laughs> do you understand me? Yes, I understand you. Good. Now give me the mask. <laughs> And they and they shatter it. Yeah, absolutely no pranks. Yes, ma'am. Because well, right now she's just on operation. Get rid of all death flags like I'm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I think they say that out loud a few times. Basically, yeah. Another death flag broken. Meanwhile, the Wayne, the Fred Jones of the group does the reasonable thing and says everyone should split up and look for clues. <laughs> leave the basement to you to go by yourself yeah. this dude sends summer like, do you who, eight me or something well, well that's the thing summer's 18 so she's the youngest of the group too and he's going to send her down to the basement by herself it's like excuse me like she, he sends ricky and lucy together too like but ricky mm -hmm. is Summer's boyfriend, like that's why you have to. That's why you have to separate them. If you if you just have them down there together, they're just gonna get distracted. They're just gonna start boning again and summon the serial killer. <laughs> but yeah, this is the point where I'm like, okay, so is there is the twist gonna be that he's the killer because he's very obviously trying to. They want no, you. no, it's the universe that wants uh that's wants uh MC couldn't killed in Summer's body. In all fairness, he also does give himself the very suspicious job of, I'm going to go check the van. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. This guy. MC Kun immediately freaks out. It's like, you can't just, you can't just send me into the basement by myself, you dumbass. I'm, I'm just a weak little girl. I can't defend myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ricky, what's going on with your lady? Oh, dude, don't worry about it. We just didn't get to bone. She's a little high strung. <laughs> These assholes. 
And then there's PJ, who's still terrified of MC couldn't find Summer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, God bless Lucy. She shows up and is like, okay, no, her concerns are entirely reasonable. I'll just go look around with her, okay? Ugh, fine. Go, so be it then. It's like, why are you so pissed about this, man? You claim to be Mr. Smart Guy. You're making... Really stupid most, decisions that seem like they're designed to get people killed. <laughs> most head-assed ideas. Fine then, Lucy and Summer will search the basement. And Lucy, if anything happens, you call for us. What if anything happens to me? I don't care. I, I mean, th this panel is, uh, if you've ever seen Cabin in the Woods, where the government operatives press the mind-altering gas of like, why do we keep making terrible decisions? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this like entire sequence would be right at home in Cabin in the Woods, a 70s slasher film. And so we are uh, just about halfway through and it hasn't been uh, lascivious enough yet. So um, the girls go into the basement and of course, uh, Lucy, uh, Summer's already uh, skimpy outfit. Skim skimpy like booty shorts are further torn up by a rusty nail sticking out well, of the wall. Yeah, like, even when that happens. So inconvenient. She's wearing Daisy Dukes and like a, a top that I would not even call a crop top. I'm not really sure what it is. What do you mean? <laughs> it is it is a crop top. It's but it is it is a crop top. She just has she has this, she has voluptuous assets, and that's not something she should be shamed about. You know what? Fair. Crop top with big daddy. Thank you, Sam. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's like, wow, a knife sticking out of the wall. This really is. Uh, oh, it's this... not a knife. It's like a rusty nail, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah a rusty it... nail. The knife is what happens next. Falling out of the ceiling for no reason. <laughs> Just split open the crop top a little bit to show more cleavage. I don't think they ever even explain that either. That just happens. Nah, it just does. <laughs> Well, main character then goes on a rant about like, oh, I guess the universe is just conspiring to show as much of my skin as possible. And I'm like, yes, Probably. you don't understand. This is actually the M.O. for the serial killers is they have to make it so that you are overtly sexual. Otherwise, they can't kill you. It's rules. Mm. It's I rules. mean, in this universe, that's explicitly true is the thing. <laughs> so, I mean, if she were like wearing a T-shirt and like regular jeans, couldn't kill her. Unkillable. Well, yeah, that's that's sort of the situation with Lucy, isn't it? <laughs> but like a after this deus ex machina happens to uh, main character Kuhn, um, I know Sam's normally the one who makes obscure tabletop RPG references, but, you know, I'll give a I'll give a dive. This is like if you had a World of Darkness character and you took like three dots and jury rig because um, <laughs> main character Kuhn, there's a bike down here proceeds to in like a split second build and saw it into some kind of pushing apparatus where the bike seat is on the end of a long pole with two of the handlebars at the bottom and then also a bike mirror halfway through the shaft. So you have a, a weapon that will allow you to push away the serial killer at a, at a distance, at a safe distance. And the bike mirror means that you won't be snuck up upon from behind. And most importantly, it cannot be used against it cannot be used lethally against you if it's taken away from you. Unlike, say, a, a, a hatchet or a knife or a gun or anything, really. So, you know what? That's honestly some good thinking. 
And as almost if the universe could hear all the good thinking and planning that was going on between these two women. Uh-huh. Lucy suddenly, out of nowhere, first goes, Wow, you're so impressive. I could never do anything notable like that. <laughs> hey, Summer, you want to take a shower? No. This is a bad idea. <laughs> No, I've seen Psycho. I don't want to take a shower. Oh, but you're all covered in like dirt and grime, and like you got all sweaty from the from the panic with the serial killer. It, it, it's the middle of the night, and we're being actively hunted by a serial killer. You need a shower. Oh, come on, let's just go. And starts pushing her up the stairs. So MC Kun has to be like, okay, but you're taking a shower with me. Next panel. They're both in the shower. My God, with the stupid bike. With the with the bike uh, pushing device, we couldn't let the steam do all of the uh, censorship <laughs> detail here. Uh, and then uh, again, completely unprompted, Lucy has to tell Summer about her dreams of being a singer. Because yeah, that's relevant. I, yes. I mean, also not to disparage people who are really good singers, but someone saying their dream is to become a singer is one of the most generic dreams. <laughs> <laughs> a singer or a dancer? In all fairness, her dream is also just she wants to become a singer. Not sing anything particular, just I want to be a singer. I want to be on stage. Well, at least she didn't say she wanted to be like a Broadway actress or something. Sing on Broadway. Yeah. Well, yeah, then people might have negative opinions about Broadway and be like, no, I hope this bitch dies. You can't, <laughs> you can't have that. You need milk toast that you feel sorry for. I yeah. don't feel sorry. At all. I feel I feel like I would feel sorry if she actually had a goal in mind. A more specific goal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, man, Summer's been doing, or MC Kun's been doing such a good job of avoiding these death flags. Uh, I wonder if anything's going to happen as they're having this heartfelt moment. I stab through the shower curtain right between the two of them. I hate it when that happens. And now gr both girls must flee naked uh, <laughs> from, the, from the serial killer. You know you say that. <laughs> Yeah, because well, Lucy, okay. so they Summer, are naked. Lucy somehow MacGyver's her clothes back or back like, on. Yeah, <laughs> when like Summer, Summer blinks. It's some real Clark Kent changing in the phone booth action there. <laughs> like so, Summer stole the shower curtain and then like MacGyvered it into a like dress, like. Yeah, kind of. Pretty much. Which, um, just, I, I want to know what MC Kuhn did for a living that he can MacGyver all these things. <laughs> <laughs> um, until I hear otherwise, he worked at a patent office. You know what? I believe, I believe it. it. They they flee into the night. Uh, the van is on fire. <laughs> which, <laughs> Wayne did a terrible job of checking the van. <laughs> he really did. Good job, asshole. He's and a, now he's that kind of person who just everything he touches lights on fire. Look, I I want to I want to know what the ulterior motive of these three guys are because uh, we also mentioned Lucy's fully clothed now, right? Just yes. yes, they they see the van burning. It's now thunderstorming out. It's also very cold out, despite the fact it's in the middle of summer, so they can see their breath. Like everything is coming to a head of just like the killer is chasing down these two girls. And we cut to all three guys up on the balcony just going like, hey, what's going on out there? I'm just like, why aren't you guys in separate places searching like you said you were? <laughs> <laughs> 
and even if you uh, did, like, go back and rendezvous, why didn't you go out searching again when you noticed two fits of your freaking party missing uh, there is also there is also a fun bit of uh <laughs> the killer is outside somewhere lucy run for it and uh mc couldn't summer is here too <laughs> well you weren't supposed to be that's not in the script <laughs> but um th- because obviously no one can ever help the two girls are chased to the barn and because we need exposition to happen right here, there is a clock in the barn that Summer notices it's 7 a.m. And it's summer and the sun hasn't risen yet. <laughs> also, it's 7 a.m. despite the fact the entire night we've watched happen and there's been no time skips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it. Look, it's uh, Matt, repeat to yourself. It's just a show. I should probably relax. <laughs> No. <laughs> if I don't complain about like numbers not being corrected a podcast, what am I even doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, you, you do have to maintain character. That is fair. <laughs> maintain kayfabe. Yep. The fun bit, actually. Yeah, they barricaded themselves in the barn and uh, uh, MC Kun is not maintaining kayfabe as summer because uh, they just basically assert themselves as the main character <laughs> okay, uh, and have, have a. Have a pretty freaking cool moment. All right, it's time to fight. Lucy, no matter what happens, this world loves you. So you're going to achieve that dream of yours once this night ends. So come at me, asshole. (laughs) It is honestly pretty cool uh, using the power of the uh, of the tropes against them against the killer. Uh, uh, MC Kun gets in a grapple with the killer so that he can't bring his axe to bear. Uh, and Lucy uses the pushing mechanism. It happened. <laughs> Chekhov's gun is fired. Uh, driving both of them towards the back wall where there is like a whole Dracula style, like wooden stake poking out of it. <laughs> Doesn't your barn have a stake the size of like a baseball bat <laughs> just hanging in the wall? Uh, no. As someone as someone who did indeed have a barn until uh, a little while ago, there are plenty of sharp Im- implements you could impale yourself on in a barn. That's not one of them that's normally there. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And uh, it it looks like uh, it looks like MC Coon and the killer are about to be well, Goku and Raditz actually. <laughs> I also don't exactly know how she dodges this. Me neither, but, but whatever. <laughs> I think I think she's supposed to have twisted her shoulder out of the way because they make a point of not showing her like from the chin down. Like but, given uh, how small, given how small they've established uh, Summer is relative to the killer, yeah. it I, is I, possible. I, I guess it's just the way they frame the impact panel. Is it supposed to like make you believe it's gone through her? Except it shares a page with her being okay, so I'm not really understanding the point. Like. Mm. But. Well, yeah, it's it, it's one of those ones where it's like it if this was motion comic or something where it like brought the panels in one by one. Like an online version, then uh, yeah. that would that would work really well. But no matter how it uh, happened, uh, summer is fine, meaning uh, that the curse of the slasher movie is broken. <laughs> I also like Lucy mentions you really do have an eye for things sticking unnaturally out of walls, don't you? <laughs> it comes with the territory. Hey, it doesn't have to just be walls. <laughs> hey. I like how because the slutty character didn't die first, no one died. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of true. 
No one died. That we know of. We don't know what oh. happens to the boys. Yeah, the boys kind of just vanish out of the story at this point. Well, th they explicitly say, hey, should we go back for the guys? Nah, they're worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call the cops and abandon them. And so they start hitchhiking and uh, random, random guys. producer finds yeah. them and then says, hey, you girls want to make a movie? <laughs> you girls want to get into show business? You're talking about your dreams of being singers? I happen to be a producer. I don't know why, but he looks like Stan Lee to me. He does. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the way they the way they set it up is that this is going to be another serial killer. Uh, MC could notices the credits in the sky, the end. And then wait, why is this still going? And that's when we get the uh, <laughs> as it turns out, I'm in showbiz. Here's my card. I like how the art style shifts on him when it's just like, by the way, I'm in show business. And then you get the narrator appearing again, but it's all with like bubbly font to show that it's a completely different narrator going like, and that's how those two girls found out that they, the number one slut on campus, an ordinary college girl going off to be singers in New York City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will their friendship survive the rivalry and battles over love that uh, take place in show business? Final Girls, the Cinderella story that took the states by storm begins now. <laughs> Poor, poor MC Kud is is uh, resigned to his fate. Fine, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> the end, <laughs> at least yeah. for us. Yep, that poor bastard is still lost. We get to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so yeah, that was a good bit of fun. Nice short uh, one shot. A nice uh, one shot about a final girl for the final reading of our uh, Halloween Spooktober. Indeed, indeed. Uh, it's kind of hard to say favorite character because there's really only like three. BJ. BJ's pretty good. <laughs> I say, uh, I mean, like the characters are thin, but this is also a, a loving send up of uh, this is a loving send up of slashers. So, yeah. So we've got we've got uh, PJ. We've got Lucy. Any particular reasons for those two picks? I, I just like PJ because he, he did the stupid thing you always see of like the stoner character going like, man, that'd be really cool if we did that. And normally the reason is the dude is stoned. That's why he thinks this terrible idea is a good idea. This dude's just the like villain from Scream. Yeah, like, <laughs> basically. Like, oh, yeah, man. We'll totally pretend to be the killer, right? You're just going to stab somebody, aren't you? No. Taking that in mind, I liked Wayne. Not <laughs> for any like... <laughs> virtues but for like the irony of supposed smart character holding the idiot ball the whole damn time he was dribbling that thing i've got a side theory that wayne and ricky are actually secret lovers and they used the excuse to get together <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, why if, he's so mad if there was a conspiracy between the three boys to kill summer in particular it would not shock me yeah, I, I believe that. That sounds right. We never actually do find out who the killer is. We just know that it can't be. We get the scene where the killer is chasing them with the three of them on the balcony, I guess, to establish that none of them are the killer. But yeah, just and the killer is also physically too large to be any of the boys. Oh, so. yeah, Sam, have you never seen a horror movie? That doesn't matter at all. <laughs> ah, you're right. Also, being on the balcony doesn't matter all that much either. Truth be told, we never see them in the same shot. You don't understand. We just used a hologram of a pirate ship that displayed on the midnight fog made it appear like there were ghost pirates. So we can get the insurance money for our failing business. It's the, it's the 60s. 
yeah, this does have this, yes. those Scooby-Doo vibes. <laughs> I, I bring up that one because that's ridiculous. But then I just remembered one of the mystery solutions in Scooby-Doo is that the living robot was real. Yes. <laughs> the living robot was actually a living robot. He is an that's android awesome. that we programmed to play with the kids. Yeah. I remember that episode. Unlike the other episodes of Scooby-Doo you don't want to remember. Like the <laughs> Chinatown episode. <laughs> that's um that's aged kind of poorly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, old cartoons, they do that. But uh yeah. Thus brings us to the end of our reading and the end I of this never, episode. I never uh gave a favorite character. Oh, well, I can do that. then. Go ahead and say Summer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, specifically MC couldn't because we don't really see Summer specifically. I do like take charge protagonists like that. And uh, for mm -hmm. as for as little uh, personality as anybody got, uh, you know, I like I like uh, the, you know, badass moment at the end when uh, confronting the killer. I got to say that the, the uh, pacing and length of this was like just right. Oh, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't long enough to get annoying. <laughs> like there's a part of me that, there's a part of me that kind of wanted to would have liked to have seen a longer one, but I feel like it would have eventually worn out its welcome. So this is probably the perfect length. This is the kind of 3 a.m. like plot idea you have. It's like, what if a guy who knew all about death flags in horror movies was in a horror movie and knew it. <gasps> and, and then you like go to sleep and wake up and you're like, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> that idea would last five minutes before it stopped being interesting. So funny story. Have you ever seen the movie? Um, you might be the killer. I have not. It, it's a very similar premise where a guy wakes up in a summer camp and someone has been murdered. So he calls his friend who's like really into horror movies. And she's just like, oh, geez, yeah, if you got to survive this horror movie, I, I can walk you through this. They, they don't call the cops for some convoluted reason. Oh, it's because he was at the murder site and he's worried if they call the cops, they're going to blame him. And as it's going uh -huh. through, it's coming to the conclusion of um, the horror movie friend is like, no, it sounds like you're the murderer here. Are you sure you don't remember doing that? And he's just like, no, everyone's <laughs> just looking for murder. I'm just defending myself. It's like, you sure? It really sounds like you're doing it. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to look that one up. But uh, yeah, unless there's any uh, closing thoughts from anyone else. It's a, it's a fun little a fun little trope send up. If you haven't read it, uh, it's super short. I do recommend it. That that one panel isn't the only great part of it because. Yep. If you got a spare half hour, go for it. It's a good mm -hmm. time. And thus brings us uh, to the end of the episode. Thank you, everyone, once again for tuning in to the Over Manga Cast uh, and this year's Spooktober. Uh, as always, you can find us on all of your social medias where we are at OverMangaCast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, make sure to follow us on there and uh, shoot us some suggestions that won't, we probably won't get to till next year because it, it, it's it's the end of a year. That means theme months. <laughs> a holiday season. We are also on YouTube where you can like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, the episodes go up on a two-week delay. Uh, that's a good place to uh, uh, send us comments and feedback as well. And of course, visit OverMangaCast.com, your one-stop shop for all of our episodes and uh, methods of getting in touch with us. Mm -hmm. Yep, we love uh, any and all responses, reviews, whatever. And, you know, as we said, unfortunately, we, we've got a couple in the tank that we're just pushing back because uh, we do theme months this time of year because we make good decisions. 
And <laughs> as we bring um, Spooktober to a close, unfortunately, that means we have to go into No Read November, where no one reads books because these two idiots I'm with love writing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jay over here being not literary people. <laughs> okay, so last year was such a interesting experience. What could we be starting off this year's No Read November with? Hey, whatever we have at the front of the list, I just found out they made a sequel to the Full Metal Alchemist movie we watched, so we're doing that instead. <laughs> I think you broke Sam. I, I think he legitimately disconnected. <laughs> you, you, you're back, buddy. You still have to watch this. <laughs> you can't escape. <laughs> Guys, I think I'm going to have internet trouble for the next month. <laughs> no, uh, we will be watching Full Metal Alchemist, The Revenge of Scar. And considering the like care and like real just dedication to the fans they put into the first movie, I'm sure they'll put an equal amount into The Revenge of Scar, which I'm sure is covering some arc. I, I don't know what, considering the first movie ended pretty conclusively we're going, <laughs> or, to Ish, we're going to Ishval, i guess <laughs> i i guess but i guess the homunculuses are still we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out see you next week folks good night good night everybody night. oh oh guys did did we leave the back door open oh god murderers <laughs> ah!